Hello and welcome to episode three of the CGI podcast, which is Curtis and Gaia Go Insane. Episode number three, we are going to be talking about uh, different things with Ez of Space Goat. Um, the reason why we're doing this pod- this series of podcasts is because of the fact that we are releasing a compilation in September. And the purpose of this mm-hmm. is to interview one band per week that is on the compilation and Space Goat, one of them. Space Goat is from the land of Australia. We want to say welcome to Aaron S. Rather, now I feel like I have to say g'day, mate. Put your Australian on. <laughs> Be as Aussie as possible. Yes, but have a crew out there too. Um, so Gaia is going to take over from now, and they're going, and we're going to discuss the upcoming track. Yeah, so uh, good morning. <laughs> I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. I really love the song and I wanted to ask you a bunch of questions about it. First things uh, first, can you tell me about the story of the band? The story of the band. So um, I won't go into all the boring, like we started here with these members and those guys left and these people came along, <laughs> blah, 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 because it was one of those kind of mismatched bands. Um, but we've been together since, um 2018 start of 2018 in our current lineup sorry I'm just going to shut my dogs up because they're being incredibly rude (laughs) (laughs) that's the story of my life so I I hear you oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I just threw something at them and it still didn't make a difference anyway so yes since um 2018 we um released our first EP in 2019 and we mostly just spent all of that time uh, playing as many gigs as possible. Um, so a lot of the songs we had on that first release were from like bought over from past members and things like that. Um, but we're really excited to be uh, in the phase that we're in now because um, it's us as our entire lineup um, as we have been since 2018, I guess that if that makes sense. Um so we've grown a lot as a band. We've played a lot of shows and um, we're now getting serious about um, our releases and our online presence and um, getting our music out there to as many people as possible and not just the people around us in our, um, you know, immediate vicinity here in uh, Victoria, Australia. That's awesome. I, I have to ask you, why Space Goat? I love the name, but it's just like, why? <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a pretty boring story, to be honest, about why we're called Space Goat. Um, in the early days um, when, you know, names were getting pitched around and stuff, um, mm-hmm. someone uh, suggested the, the name Scapegoat, which is horribly uh, new metal and not very inventive at all. But mm-hmm. someone else misunderstood and thought it was they said space boat and everyone was just like space boat's awesome let's go with that <laughs> so yeah so it literally doesn't have much of a meaning or anything like that it's just that it was a misunderstanding and it sounded really cool so we went with that I love the name I feel like it's very it's a catchy name <laughs> yeah um I actually didn't know so the name was sort of before I joined <clears throat> and um I, I just assumed there was no name for the band for, for weeks and weeks on end. And um, at the end of one practice, one day, one of the boys said, oh, yeah, by the way, the name's, um, band's name's Space Goat. 
And I was like, yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've loved it from the start as well. So I wonder if Gaia continues. Um, Have you been called scapegoat instead of space goat since changing the name out of curiosity? Um, Maybe once or twice, but it hasn't really happened. The main thing that happens to us that we don't like, and it's a very aesthetic thing, it's not that um, big of a deal, but is that people... Separate the words, so we like it as one word. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So but, you know, like I said, that's just one of those finicky little artist aesthetics, I think. <laughs> the press kit always has your name as being one word, then. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, guy. We, we like it that way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, can can you tell me a, a little bit about the song that is going to be on the compilation? The, the name of the song is Nothing. Can you talk to me about it a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Um. It's nothing, and it's 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 everything. <laughs> um. <laughs> the song itself took a long time to write. It was musically. It was one of those songs that um we just we the the boys came up with some riffs and we really felt it. Um, but we just couldn't push it to that next, like to make it a complete song. So we literally picked it up, left it, picked it up, left it, picked it up. And I think maybe for almost two years, we re- revisited this song. So it was a long time in the writing process. Um, but then once the song was uh, developed, like the lyrics for me sort of came along pretty quickly. Once I've got a full song there, um, usually I don't take too long in, um, in, Uh, writing the lyrics but this song is um about my father um he died when I was uh in my early 20s and it's that typical daddy problems um absent father uh kind of story where um my dad was uh he had alcohol abuse problems um and was just not a very um so he was he he my, my mother and my father were together for um you know quite a long time up until I was in my um young adult years um so it's not like he wasn't around he was he was around and that's sort of the premise of the song he was he was there but he was absent in my life because he couldn't be a father to me um with mm-hmm. the problems that he had so um when he when he died which was basically he died of um, multiple organ failure, which um, I think we put down to the fact that he had issues with alcohol. Um, he, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a shock, and it wasn't, it wasn't a huge grieving process because it was sort of, to me, um, it was not going to be uh, if but when. Um, so, and and then since uh, as an adult and um, it. Very quite recently, um, one of my best friends lost her dad, and I watched her go through this horrible grieving process because she was so close to her dad, and it really made me think about the fact that I lost my father, but didn't I didn't have that feeling and why? And so when I wrote the song, it was sort of um, exploring why I didn't feel that way about that person that I'd lost, um, and. So I called the song nothing because I felt like I had nothing to grieve for, which is a line in the song. Um, but also in thinking about it, I'm grieving the fact that 
I didn't have a thing to grieve, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so that's that's sort of basically the, it's a very, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's deep. <laughs> it's a very powerful message. Like, wow. Yeah, I, I have to say it. I have to say thank you for sharing that. That, that this is amazing. Like I I can't imagine like having to go through grief. Like I still have my parents, but like I oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I very... was almost tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh well then I've written a good song if that's the case. <laughs> it's a very good song. Yeah. Um and it's a it's a funny one too, because yeah, to um to the mourn the mourn something that you didn't have in the first place like uh, yeah it's I had a parent but I didn't feel like I had a parent not in the way that I watched my friends have have parents and so yeah it's like what am I actually grieving here am I grieving that I never had it in the first place or the other thing about my dad was that he was quite a prominent figure um in the horse racing industry um so to a lot of people he was a very important man and um a lot of people held a very high opinion of him and as a as a teenager particularly I used to find it quite difficult to um uh to watch people be very um you know respectful of my father and really excited when they found out who he was like oh your dad's that person um and I didn't feel that I just felt like he was this guy that just you know, was a bit of a fuck up in my life, to be honest. Um, and mm-hmm. so there was that as well. I'm like, I, why couldn't I have had that version of him that they got, you know, they got the, the professional and really respectable person. And we, you know, I, I felt like I missed out on that. So there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of grappling with um, conflicting emotions. Yeah, I, I, can, I can understand it. Um, is um, because that song is going to be also like on the, the the new album. Like that's the first album, yeah. from what I understand. That's like the debut album. But you guys had EPs before. Uh, well, it's I guess it's technically an EP because it's still okay. only six, it's a six song EP. Okay. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is all the songs uh, so like personal, like so like uh, full of emotions? <laughs> Yeah, they they are, and it wasn't intended that way. But that's why we've called the EP catharsis because it was a very cathartic process to to get these out. So um, I remember at uh, you know in the early stages of putting the EP together and and deciding to work on it, um, our guitarist Leon sort of said to me, "I love it when singers like expose." their emotion and and are really um you know honest about what they um what they sing about he said you know I want you to do that because I'd been a bit vague in the past with my lyrics and covering Mm -hmm. you know things and or just you know um singing about very basic things um and I was ready for that challenge too so you know I got some inspiration from um some singers that I really like and watched a bunch of documentaries and um, you know, watched watched how they were brave enough to expose their emotions, and um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this too. And before I knew it, I was just tapping into things that I didn't even know I needed to sing about. So, yeah, it was a really fun process in a very uh, vulnerable way, I suppose. 
Yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. I I love artists that do that. Like they're very upfront about um, their emotion, about like what message they want to give to their fans, and like I think that's very beautiful of you to be like that open and to be able like to to tell us the backstory and like everything you went through. And uh, you know, when when it comes to grief, there is like no right way to grieve. And I, yeah. I feel like we 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 tend to think that you you have to be sad, you have to do a certain way, you're supposed to have like those steps that you're supposed to do, and then you feel okay. But in life, it's it's not it's not it's not the reality. Like everybody's grieving yeah. like different ways, and I think it's uh it's I didn't know the backstory when I picked that song, and like I'm I'm so happy that you sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 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 actually glad you picked that one. It's it's a favorite of mine for many reasons on on the release. So yeah, I, I want to ask a question, guy, if I may. Yeah, of course. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so anyways, Aaron, so if can you talk a little bit about why you are now releasing a full album instead of like people are doing EPs and they're doing singles and stuff nowadays, but can you kind of talk about why you're now doing a full album? Um, it was more just uh well, it's again, it's still not a full album because it's only six songs, but um the week, I guess was that? But it was over 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is, but that's because we write really long, uh, not radio friendly length songs. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds more legit if you call it an album. I'm, I'm happy to go with that. Well, I, I thought it was 30 minutes. So, I mean, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, but I thought it, I, I probably, um, it's probably, it probably is over 30 minutes. But yeah, um, like I said, we don't, um, we, we just can't write radio friendly length songs it just doesn't <laughs> happen for us <laughs> Fair enough. so we just don't even bother trying even though we've had advice not to do it it just we honestly we're more about what's going to create a good song and so we're not going to pencil ourselves into three and a half minutes if that's not what the song needs so usually they're about five <laughs> four <laughs> or five but yeah um, so what was it going? I, I've just gone completely off track. You said what made us? Yeah, I was I was trying to get back onto it because I was going to ask you again. So why not just release singles? Because that seems to be like the big strategy nowadays. Um, it was more a financial move, to be okay. honest with you. It um it cost it would cost more to bang out singles willy nilly than it would sure. be to get in the studio and just do one big, um one big. Didn't. Um, so we just we just went with that, and it, and it's much more fun, in my opinion, to have it there, have a whole product, um, and to be able to, we can roll out the singles, you know, throughout the year. It's already done. It's 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 there. It's, I don't know. I it's just a personal preference, I suppose. Fair. Okay. I'll yeah. let guys take back over control of the interview now that I've asked my question. <laughs> well, I have a few questions also about like social media for you, um, because mm-hmm. I. I we we spoke on um, on Twitter. I think that's where we uh, we kind of virtually met. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was. I, 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 are you guys like super um, active in other uh, social media too? Um, look, we try to be. Uh, try to be mm-hmm. on Facebook, but um, the Facebook algorithms are really a headache, mm-hmm. and it's not my preferred not my preferred platform anymore. <laughs> um, we do have an Instagram as well uh, that we post you know semi-regularly on but twitter's sort of where it's at at the moment twitter's a good fun 
little platform, really interactive, and yeah, mm-hmm. we're having a ball there. Um, our fan base is uh, it's risen dramatically in the last you know couple of months just from Twitter. Um, the exposure that we've got on there has been awesome. So yeah, but we do um, we do have a Facebook, and then we've just um, launched an official website as well. So are you on TikTok? Oh. <laughs> and yes, I was just about to say, and we've just started TikTok. So I handballed that because I'm I'm the social media girl, but I handballed TikTok onto Leon, our guitarist, because I'm like, I can't do one more social media platform. I'm just going to go insane. So, and I, I looked at TikTok and I was just like, mm, it looks like fun, but it looks time consuming. And I know that he's used it before. So I just said, guess what? This is your job now. And he's doing a real... <laughs> A brilliant job so far. It, we've only got a couple of little things up there, but so far it's been because as a band, um, even though our songs are quite serious, as a group of people, we're real idiots. Like we just <laughs> <laughs> we just love to have fun and it's all about having a laugh and just not taking things very seriously. So I always like to say we take our music very seriously, but ourselves not so much. So um, our TikTok's just going to be full of absolute stupid rubbish that's all I can tell you (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's what TikTok is for to be honest like it's such a like I agree it's just like a fun platform like I feel like nobody has like to you don't have to do anything serious it's just like being yourself (laughs) yeah exactly and that so that's what it'll be used for for us awesome uh what's your favorite platform um Twitter most definitely yeah I figure (laughs) (laughs) May I ask a question, Commander Guy? Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, just just in regards to the social media stuff, um, you unless I'm what you were saying, you feel like Twitter is your best platform that you're using right now for social media, correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So now, how are you planning on using Twitter in order to spread the word about the upcoming release and the compilation? Um, so we did start a, um, t-shirt free, winner free t-shirt thing, which I, I was that. hoping, yeah. So I was hoping that would gain a lot of like retweets and shares and tags and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still very new to Twitter, so I'm still working out what, uh, what makes a post get more reach. Fair. Um, because I've noticed that, you know, you can retweet something or share something and it gets very little but then another thing will um get a lot of attention and I still haven't worked out what that magic uh formula is but um definitely be um guiding people towards um finding it via little competitions and just getting I guess making it interactive for people not just like here's a post about the thing um Mm -hmm. encouraging people to be um part of it I think that's what I've noticed about Twitter is that once people feel like they're a part of it and they're they're not just voyeurs uh, in your journey, they're actually interacting with you. They um, they feel like their input has an, uh, a reaction in the outcome of the band and and that sort of thing. Like, yeah, people get really into it then because it's it's just as much becomes their baby. I think. Um, right. Yeah, and there's a there's an amazing community of people out there that just really want to see independent bands, you know, do well, and it's awesome. It's so wholesome, and it just yeah, it's been a good um, 
eye-opening thing to become a part of. Nice. Cool. Like I take back over. Uh, I, I have a question for you. Um, how's the scene over there? Like, I know you guys have like a pretty huge, huge scene uh, of metal, like in, um, in Australia, I was wondering, like, how's the scene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really good in, um, in Melbourne. I'm from Bendigo, which is about two hours away from Melbourne. So nice and easy for us to get to, um, Melbourne sort of the, um, yeah, the music, uh, capital, I guess, of, of Australia, but we do have really good metal scenes in um, other parts of the country like uh, Brisbane, Sydney, uh, Perth. Um, at the moment, it's struggling a little bit because of obviously of COVID, um, particularly Melbourne, um, we're down, um, down the bottom of Australia. Uh, so it gets colder here and I assume that's why the virus has been a little um, more um, harsh on us. So we've had like outbreaks and our government puts us into lockdown basically straight away and they're quite strict. So it's been really hard for the, the local scene to get back on its feet since that's happened. And we're just finding, I'm finding particularly booking gigs is really tricky because the venues themselves took such a hard hit last mm -hmm. year by being closed for so long, like months and months on end of not um, being able to be open. So now when they're booking shows, a lot of them are leaning towards booking bands that will, you know, um, get a big following through the door guaranteed mm -hmm. so that they can make some money from them. And that's totally fair enough, but it's leaving smaller bands like ourselves um, finding it hard to get gigs because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're less inclined to put us on. So I've just been suck holing on a bunch of big bands, bigger bands that to try and ride some coattails and get in as support and stuff <laughs> just, to, just to be able to play shows. We haven't played a show since um, March last year um, only for the fact that we haven't had, uh, we haven't had the opportunity to, we haven't been able to, it's just the gigs, the gigs are not on, the venues are closed and um, it's all starting to open up now. But of course, with the timing of the um, release, we're being, um, pretty specific with when and where we're going to do it now. So, but yeah, the, um, the scene is, it's hanging in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, talking about COVID, um, because like your album is coming out in, uh, September, uh, October, October, yeah. October. Um, I was just curious, uh, did you record the album during the pandemic? We did. So we had to, um, we had to postpone once because uh, we went back into lockdown again um, at the time that we were booked in for studio time, which was last year. Um, so it got pushed to February this year um, and it was okay. yeah, in between lockdowns basically. Oh my god, that, that's uh, <laughs> that's yeah. a, lot of, uh, a lot of work to like, reorganize and like have everybody. Uh, were you able? Yeah, were you able like to practice before um, before going back to the studio? Um, on and off again, um, it's been, as we all know, the rules with lockdowns and stuff are just very bizarre sometimes. So at the moment, so we're still technically in a, in a, uh, a more relaxed lockdown right now. Um, mm -hmm. and we're not allowed to practice at our usual practice space, which is at our drummer's house because we're not allowed to have visitors to our home. However, you're allowed to have 20 odd people go for dinner at the pub or um, mm. we're allowed to hire a rehearsal space and we're allowed to go there to rehearse. So we did that yesterday. Mm -hmm. But we can't be in the back room at 
our drummer's house, go work that out. Um, but again, the other thing with the lockdowns we've had here is that because we're technically considered a regional town where we are and Melbourne is the city, they've separated the city from regional. So we're not allowed to go into Melbourne at the moment. Um, mm. And that's, that's happened quite a few times over the last 12 months, which is what made, us hard, made it hard for us with recording because the studio is in Melbourne and the scene uh. is in Melbourne. So it's, it's like... COVID aside, it's a great it's great to be living in the country and just be able to pip up the road to the city. But at the moment, it makes it tricky because yeah, it's quite segregated. We're not allowed there, and they're not allowed to come to us. So um, yeah, it's a challenge. Um, again, with our our video clip that we're making for our first single, it's half done. Our video guy lives in Melbourne, and he can't get to us to record the remaining. Oh no! Oh my God! For the clip, so we're like, oh, the, the release is looming. We've, we've got it. We're hoping they're going to relax the um, the restrictions again this week. There's talk that they're going to relax it and we'll become one state again. So hopefully <laughs> next weekend it's like <laughs> all systems go. But and he's very quick at editing. Thank God. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> uh, have you yeah, worked so with him before? Yeah, we have. So he's recorded okay. um, both of our previous film clips that we have on YouTube. Oh, awesome. So like, you know exactly how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, he and I have been friends for about 25 years. So we know each other quite well and we work together really well. So and that's nice. awesome. It's, it's good to have like good people around you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, if you had one thing to say to someone that's like starting um, social media and like starting like to to um, have a band, um, what kind of like advice would you say to that person? Uh, about how to how to manage your social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just be as interactive and real as possible. I mean, it's one thing to say get on there and interact with people, but you can tell a mile away if someone's putting on a, a facade or if. They're only interacting with you because they want to, um, I don't know, they want to get something out of you or they they want follows. One thing I've noticed is that people will pop up, um, and I think it's a really shit dick move, to be honest. They pop up on there. They chat to you for two seconds. They entice you to follow them and they follow you. This is on Twitter mostly, I've noticed. And then, like, the next day they've unfollowed you. Yeah, so, I that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, what a dick move honestly <laughs> like yeah and the inboxes that are like oh yeah you you know they sound like they want to start a conversation with you and it's just so that you'll listen to their stuff and to be honest yeah. I got sucked yeah I got sucked into one and I'm really annoyed because I actually really liked their music but I don't want to like it now because they mm -hmm. were just um they were just picked like they were just advertising to me they weren't interested in in a, you know chatting to me as a person or you know uh creating like a little community or a friendship or anything like that it was just like they were just advertising to me and I listened to their band and I really liked it and I don't want to like it now <laughs> <laughs> it was like no <laughs> yeah they, they never replied back to me and I was like really digging their stuff and it was just yeah it's, like I said it's just a bit of a dick move like it's very self-centered and it's um you can spotted a mile away as well and it just doesn't look good so I just say be authentic that's the like the the thing that has amazed me is that like we're like I said we're a pack of idiots and people seem to love it I don't know 
Like people are like, apparently we're funny. I don't know. We never try to be. We just, we just, <laughs> we just are who we are. And it's, it's great. It's so like, it's really satisfying to see people gravitate towards that and just know that um, it's working for us without us even really having, like, we don't have to try. We're just, we're just being authentic. And that's amazing. I love that people are loving it. So yeah, it's, yeah, be interactive, but be authentic about it. And, and if you're in a band, I would like to hope that it isn't all about your band and what you can get out of it. It should be about other people's bands and creating a community and lifting each other up and and shouting out your mates' bands as well as them, you know, doing the same for you. It's like it's so much more satisfying that way. I mean, even just the amount of new music that I've discovered since becoming, um, you know, so active on Twitter, like my playlist, I never have to sit at work anymore and go, well, what do I feel like listening to today? I've got all this new music that, like from bands that I never would have come across the other way and it's so good. Like, you know, as a music fan, I love it. Like it's not just about what my band can get out of it. Like it's Mm -hmm. so much more than that. Agreed. Yeah. Do you have another question, Curtis? I I was waiting to see if you were going to say something. So, (laughs) okay. So how do I want to phrase this? So, all right. Actually, this is is more for both of you guys than, than just than just Aaron and, or sorry, as specifically. So, okay. So with the compilation coming up in September, so I know that we're going to be promoting this song. It's an exclusive song. We didn't really, we didn't really talk about the fact that it's exclusive. What made you decide to give it to us before it was released? Uh, what was that? Sorry. What made, what made me choose that song? No, no, no. What made you decide to give us an exclusive song prior to your album release, other than the fact um, that you were. You know what? I, I think it was mostly based on the fact that if we could, we'd yep. probably be releasing every single song as a single because we're so proud of them and we, we love all of them. And the, the process of deciding which song gets put out there is really difficult because we love all of them um, and we sort of want them all to have their spotlight. But obviously, mm-hmm. just just not the way it rolls. And again, financially as well, you can't do a we can't do a music video for every single song. You know, mm-hmm. we can't do a release for every single song. It's just a bit over the top. So, um, right. we we knew which songs we were going to roll with for singles. And this song in particular, I just I just me personally, I have a very um a you know a big attachment to it, and I just feel like it's um it's deserving of its own little place somewhere. And I did send Gaia two songs because I just wasn't sure what uh, the compilation was going to sound like. So I I tried to pick two songs off the EP that weren't getting released as singles and um, had sort of very different feels to them. And I said to Gaia, just here's two songs, you pick which one you think will fit in the mix um, better. So I'm really... um, Pleased that you picked that one, to be honest. <laughs> I'm happy too. <laughs> As it so, turns out, another compilation has picked up the other song um, since then. So it's like, oh, that's they're both going sake. out there. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so we're starting to run low on time, guys. So um, I want Gaia to go over, unless, do you have more for as before our final bit? Um, no, I have my ultimate question, but that's going to be at the end. Oh, the, I know Uh-oh. what you're 
talking about. Okay. She's, she's going to say something really embarrassing to you as she quit jumping. <laughs> All right. I'm so, ready. Yeah. She does this to everybody. Um, <laughs> do you have the info for the compilation near you? Uh, no. No. Depending on what you, depending on what you need. I was going to say, can you go over which bands are going to be on the compilation again? Or if you don't have the uh, dude, I, I did so much version of like my rapping of the, the name of the bands that I, can, I know them by heart now. Now? <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. I don't have the list. You want me to do up. a... Yeah, yeah. Do, do like the beatbox. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, we have uh, Lutaro, Nicantro. Uh, we have The Infernal Doll. Uh, we have Space Goat. <laughs> Uh, we have um, blah, 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 Heart of Departure, uh, Torn Between Two Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, Shock, Chalk Portrait. I butchered yep. the name and I'm very sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. We have, I'm thinking, thinking, uh, we have Duncan Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a song with Lindsay Schoolcraft and me. Yep. Uh, we have, uh, I'm thinking, thinking, we have uh, Book of Worms. Uh, I'm missing four. Okay, I'm, I'm missing. Ah, uh? disconnected souls. We got yeah, disconnected soul souls. Uh, we have we have uh, Sinistemas. Yep. That's also the artist of the artwork. Yeah. Uh, we have Ernox. Yeah. And I'm missing one person. Who is the person that I'm missing? Who? I think you got everybody. I feel like I'm missing someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, in Val. Oh, uh-huh. you're right. Stop. I got so everybody. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right, Diane? Huh? That's 14 bands, right? 14, yeah. 14 bands, and it's all different styles. It's not just one style. It goes from everything from like ambient, EDM, death metal, uh, alternative metal. We got a little bit of everything there. So do you remember what you released on, Guy? Um, I have September 18. But I'm not sure if that's the, the, the date. Yeah, I have to double check. Uh, but yeah, I think it's September 18. September it's a Friday. 17? 17. Okay, so I was close. Close, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> be available in about two weeks. What else do we want to talk about with it, Gaia? Uh, I just want to... Again, say that uh, we're having like a lot of genre and doing the track list was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was difficult because again, there's so much genre. So like when, when I was working on the track list, I was really trying to make everybody shine in their spot mm-hmm. to make sure that their song was like very, um, that they fit perfectly there and that people were actually going to like appreciate. I don't want everybody, any, anyone to skip one song. <laughs> They're all good. Mm-hmm. They're all amazing songs. And um, I'm, I'm very, 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 very happy that we were doing this. And I'm happy that we have like this exposure to give to bands um especially for like bands that are a little bit like more small smaller bands yep. i think it's a it's an amazing experience and i think everybody's gonna love the compilation i'm excited for it cool before you before you ask your final question your embarrassing yes. question uh, aaron um i want to give a big shout out to Gaia. guy has done a fantastic job on this whole compilation she's handpicked everybody there she's put a lot of time and care into it she actually even got the art worked out um, she got the whole track list worked out. She did a fantastic job with everything. She's even worked out the release date with me. She's done absolutely everything. And I know she's going to do a fantastic job promoting it as well. So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, final question. Embarrassing. I'm doing it like the drum roll. What's your favorite? Yeah, drum roll. What's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, Velociraptor. It's always that. I know, but they're cool. Yeah, it's because of uh, Jurassic Park. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're small and nasty. And that's what I like. I like small and nasty. <laughs> and fast. <laughs> yeah. So with, with that, Gaia, do you have any final words you want to say before we wrap up? Um, small, nasty, and fast. There you go. Those are my All final right. words. <laughs> with that, end of podcast.